Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion. Hello and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. Oh, that was a good one. Welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is episode 107. I hope you've had a good week. And we're going to rattle through some news this week. Uh, my co-host, who is usually rocking and rolling in the... Well, he seemed to have occupied the pilot seat quite a lot recently. Uh, Mark's not here this week. He's got some busy shiz to take care of his work. That's, the, uh, that's a thing running a company, I suppose. You have to knuckle down sometimes. You have to get stuff done so that we can bring you cool podcasts like this. So yeah, running the, a very cool podcast hosting company doesn't come easy. So Mark's going to be uh, away this week. So I'm going to rattle through some news because there's some really cool, well, there's some really cool news stories that are official. And then as usual, we've got our little, um, we've got our little flurry of, uh, of ridiculous stories, which, um, which we're not going to shy away from just because they're just incredibly amusing. So we're going to keep those rocking and rolling. Next week, when Mark is back, we are going to definitely run through the Bad Batch episodes that have been released thus far. I think by next week, we're probably going to be on to episode five, I believe. I think is the case, yeah. So probably episode five. So we'll rattle through um, the uh, the episodes from two through to five. We've already given you our first review for episode one. Uh, that was um, that was back uh, in episode 105 a couple of weeks ago. So if you haven't listened to that review yet that we did, go and check that out. But yes, next week uh, we will both be here talking about The Bad Batch. Last week, I hope you re- enjoyed our review of the Skywalker Family at War book. Uh, we plan to do some more book reviews throughout the year. I know that Mark is... Um, it's kind of heads down reading through the new Thrawn stuff. So I need to catch up a little bit with him, but I'll do that. And then we'll talk about some more book stuff. So yeah, it was good to do a, a review only episode and and leave all the news and that stuff. But I'm not going to do any discussion or reviews this, this week just because it's not as fun. It's not as fun to do that stuff without Marky Mark. So I'm going to rattle through some news. But before I do that, if this is your first time listening to Spark of Rebellion, if you just stumbled upon our show, then welcome aboard the Falcon. It's good to have you here. And if you like the show, if you want to go back and listen to a few of them and, and you like what we do, then we'd love to have you as a follower. Uh, and you can listen for free on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Just give us a follow. Um, that way you won't miss a show when it lands every single Saturday morning here in the UK. We are on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion or there are links on our website, sparkofrebellion.com. We post little cool Star Warsy bits throughout the week, so come and get involved over there. And if your podcast app allows you to leave uh, a review or a rating, then if you've got one minute just to do that, 
Again, if you like the show, then that would be awesome because that really helps us out loads and loads. And if you really want to support the show, you want to get involved a bit more, then you can do that via our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. We've got various tiers there. Jump on from $1 upwards, get yourself some SOR swag and, uh, yeah, support the show. There's the various uh, tiers you can you can get involved in. And to our current patrons who support the show, we thank you guys so much. Your your continued support is very very much appreciated. So uh, so thank you very much for that. Okay, let's crack on with 107. Let's get into the news. So the first thing is recently in the last I think about a month ago now, Disney Plus here in the UK and elsewhere in other countries, I believe they threw a load of classic stuff at Disney Plus in terms of, uh, I think they called it the the retro collection or the vintage collection, something like that, where we got a bunch of old shows um, from the from the 80s and the 90s and so on, some cartoons. We had the Clone Wars, uh, just Clone Wars, you know, that two-part series. We had uh, some other bits and pieces there. But there was one show that was absent from the list, which a lot of people commented on. So... To rectify that, Disney Plus have now told us there's a, a, I'm not sure where to subscribe to this, but apparently there's a newsletter that goes out from Disney Plus, letting people know of upcoming shows and whatnot. And on that list is the uh, the the Ewoks, uh, sorry, not Ewoks, the, uh, the droid, Star Wars droids, the cartoon that was uh, reasonably popular uh, in, in the uh, mid 80s. It was, uh, it was an animated show that had uh, Anthony Daniels doing the voice of C-3PO and uh, R2-D2. So it was like adventures, you know, with the droids. It was good old-fashioned, early to mid-80s cartoon stuff. So that's coming to the UK uh, uh, towards the end of June. So the 18th of June, that's when it will be updated and we'll be able to watch that. And it says that they're going to have seasons one and two. So we can assume that that's going to be I think it's 12, all 12 or 13 episodes of that. Plus there was a um, uh, a special as well. So that's coming as well. Now, it doesn't say that that is going to come to the US at this time. Certainly not on the 18th of June, like here in the UK. But it does say that they are planning to release it uh, to Disney Plus later on in the year at some point in the US and probably other countries as well. So... It is coming at some point, but here in the UK, the 18th of June. Now, I don't remember droids too much. I don't remember in too much detail. But one thing I do remember (laughs) is the god-awful intro. Now, this is really weird because, and Mark would agree with me if he was here, theme tunes from cartoons in the 80s and arguably some of the 90s, theme tunes from cartoons were amazing. We've rattled off a few here in in the past on the show. Things like Thundercats, Mask, Jason the World Warriors, Ulysses, some amazing stuff, the Ghostbusters, both of them, Filmation Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters. Just some amazing stuff from 80s cartoons. And uh, this one, mm, this one, not so much. Just this brain designed by man. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know what you're all thinking. I know you're, you know, those of you that are very fond of it and remember it well, then you might have a, you might have a different view on the quality and how good that sounds. But yeah, and what's also really funny is they credit Anthony Daniels as the voice of C-3PO. But then weirdly, not to leave R2-D2 out, as a fictional character, they mention in the opening credits that R2-D2 starring as himself. So we have a fictional character starring as himself in a fictional cartoon alongside a real actor. Bit of a mind melt, that one. But there we go. Droids. Star Wars droids coming to Disney Plus in the UK on the 18th of June. Now, let's move on to some some crazy stuff. So this comes from wegotthiscovered.com. Mark and I have spoken many times about the stories that these guys post. Now, the first one is reportedly... Millie Bobby Brown. You'll know her as um, uh, starring in Stranger Things, uh, I think, most notably. And she has done a a few other things, obviously. I think most notably outside of Stranger Things, she played uh, uh, Enola Holmes, the Netflix film uh, with Henry Carville and Harry Bradbeer and stuff. So uh, that was kind of cool, but... Alongside a really busy schedule. So Stranger Things season four, that's an ongoing thing at the minute. So she's she's uh, involved in that. She's also been working on a big fantasy epic called Damsel, which is another Netflix thing. And uh, some other bits, The Electric State, which is a universal um, sci-fi adventure and all that stuff, uh, which is uh, by the Russo brothers. So she's got some really big, really big stuff in the pipeline. And she's only 17, which is crazy. But anyway... One of the insiders, quote unquote, who report these things till we got this covered, I assume, uh, Daniel Reitman, has said that as well as all these big projects she's got on, she's going to find time to squeeze in a starring role in Star Wars. Now, what's really funny about this story is the uh, <laughs> they they describe Daniel Reitman as the tipster. Uh, apparently, he says that Lucasfilm want. Uh, Brown for an unspecified role in an unspecified project. And that's about the extent of the information. <laughs> um, so I, I think the only tiny, tiny little bit of, of credibility to this is the, uh, in an interview recently, I don't know how recent, but it says recent, the uh, Millie Bobby Brown did admit that uh, she'd never seen, she'd never seen a Star Wars movie in her life. However, she would love to follow in the footsteps of Carrie Fisher and play a young Princess Leia. So she did say that, even though she's not seen Star Wars, she's obviously a big fan of Carrie and the character of Princess Leia. But yeah, that's as much information as we can give you right now on on Millie Bobby Brown starring in an upcoming Star Wars project, but nobody can say what what that is, if it's a Disney Plus film or, or a film. And what the role is at all. Nothing at all. So it's one of those... Uh, it's one of those... I'll tell you what. Once... Any 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 of our listeners that have got any, any kind of insight at all into marketing in general, especially digital marketing and stuff like that, once you get to know the, the ins and outs of how to market, 
you'll never look at things in the same way again. So for a, a large portion of, of Star Wars fans, you might read that headline. Lucasfilm reportedly eyeing Millie Bobby Brown for a Star Wars role. You might read that and think, oh, this is interesting. This is cool. However, when you're running a website or a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel, which is all about reporting on movies and gaming and TV and all that stuff, streaming. When you've got things like Stranger Force, um, Stranger Things Season 4 coming up and other films starring this character or this actress, then you want to start getting you know, plenty of traffic through to your website. You want to start, you know, getting things moving. So what do you do? You come up with a real, a real clickbaity, you know, you know, thing to, you know, get people onto your website or listen to your podcast to do that stuff or watch a YouTube video. And this is exactly what this is. This, this holds absolutely no water at all. It's completely, it's very, very thin. You know, Mark and I have reported on some rumors and stuff from these tipsters and insiders and stuff. But this one, this one probably takes the cake where somebody has said, we want, uh, well, reportedly Lucasfilm or Disney wants Millie Bobby Brown, but, you know, we have no idea who, when, what, how, anything like that. It's just a clickbaity thing. So I implore all of our listeners, if you've not done any kind of marketing before, uh, grab a book on it. Even if it's the marketing for dummies, then you'll you'll get to see and realise and 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 pick out all of these uh these clickbaity titles that you might think on the surface is a very cool interesting news article that you want to read but once you sort of get your head around it yeah it's not worth it so there we go we got this cover.com reporting that somebody has said something about Millie Bobby Brown but they have absolutely no idea about any of it so there we go moving on to something which is uh Again, a little bit kind of clickbaity and a little bit rumour milly, pinch of salt territory here. Brie Larson, Mark and I have spoken about this as well a few times in the past. Brie Larson. So we've gone from somebody like Millie Bobby Brown, who's not a Star Wars fan, apparently has never seen the films, to someone like Brie Larson, who we know is a huge Star Wars fan. And she's been very vocal on her Twitter and Instagram over the years around wanting to star or be involved somehow in Star Wars. But we've not seen anything come to light of that. However, we've now got a little bit of a, a step forward, it feels like anyway, where we reportedly, um, reportedly, uh, Brie Larson is in talks with Disney and Lucasfilm to star as Mara Jade, of all people. Which is a really interesting one, because... We know that back in the early days, we can say the early days now because it's quite a while ago, back in the early days when Disney uh, became the head honchos, they binned off all of the extended universe and all of that stuff and just rebranded and rebadged it all as legends. And Mara Jade is probably one of the most popular, one of the most popular characters from the whole legends thing. So it's really interesting that this character is being kicked around. Now, again, we got this cover.com this is from, and they've said, we've heard from our sources. They don't say who the source is, but they say that it's the same ones that told us that uh, Ahsoka Tano was going to appear in The Mandalorian Season 2 long before that was announced. So that could hold some credibility, I'm not sure. But anyway, Brie Larson, she's in discussion with Lucasfilm to play Mara Jade. So 
that's a really interesting one. So if this does turn out to be, if there is some truth in this, this could be cool. Um, and it's a really interesting character because it plays, I mean, it's, if we get an announcement at some point within the next year that Sebastian Stan is going to be playing Luke Skywalker, then I will probably buy into this rumour because Mara Jade's character is so reliant in the latter half of her character run on Luke because they obviously, because uh, she, she defects from, from the Empire. She Originally, she starts out as uh, the Emperor's, um, one of the Emperor's um, sort of assistants or hands, whatever. And uh, she's sort of, she's force sensitive. She's an assassin. She works for the emperor, but at some point she defects, and you know she meets with Luke and meets up with Luke, and she ends up marrying Luke Skywalker, and then she becomes a Jedi Master. So Luke and Mara, and uh, you know that Luke's character is integral to the character progression and development for Mara Jade. If they stick to the stories from the legend stuff, anyway. So I think if the Sebastian Stan thing. Um, starts to come to fruition, then Brie Larson as Mara Jade. That could be a really interesting thing. So I'm not sure on it right now. It's still very much, yeah, these sources and stuff like that, it still feels very much like uh, a pinch of salt. But there we go. Brie Larson could be be coming to, to Disney as an interesting character. Moving on, the next bit of news is Pembroke Dock. Those of you that don't know where Pembroke is, Pembroke is in West Southish Wales here in the UK. And years and years ago, for the Empire Strikes Back, the Millennium Falcon, the huge, uh, the huge um, full-size prop that they built for the Empire Strikes Back, that was built down at the docks, down at Pembroke Docks, before they transported it off to Pinewood to film for the empire strikes back and the there's some star wars fans that love this idea and they're lobbying for um a permanent um exhibition or exhibit in the pembroke area and uh which will give a nice connection between those dockyards and you know and the star wars franchise so some blurb here very few in the west wales area haven't been told the tale of the millennium falcon being built in pembroke docks dockyards before leaving for pinewood studios um, uh, for the filming of The Empire Strikes Back. Um, Rian Cohen, Rian Cohen uh, is one Star Wars fan right at the heart of this new idea, and he has already formed a group which has started making inquiries. Uh, not just a permanent exhibit, but Miss um, Miss Cohen and her group of Star Wars fans hope for an annual celebration of the building of the Falcon in Pembrokeshire. It is their belief that Star Wars has brought so much joy to people across the world and Pembroke Dock should celebrate that connection to the joyous franchise. They go on to say that the group plans to meet next month to decide their strategy for taking their project further. And then she goes on to say, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, an unlikely but dedicated group of people from a town called Pembroke Dock came together to learn of their Jedi history in order to teach the citizens of the planet the ways of the Jedi, support local trading posts and invigorate the community with new hope. An idea was born to create an annual event in celebration of the birthplace of the Millennium Falcon. And so the story begins. Now, this is very, very cool. It sounds a little bit, um, when I first read it, it sounds a little bit uh, like extremely niche. Um, you know, if we think about sort of annual events and annual celebrations for Star Wars. They're typically big uh, venues, you know, stars from the films and TV and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, you pay for autographs and their stalls and and all that jazz. This sounded a very, very niche to me. It's um, And it's not the easiest of places to get to either, uh, regardless of where you are in the UK outside of Wales. However, uh, when I read this a couple of times, I thought, actually, this is really, really cool. I really like this because not only is it a very cool connection to Star Wars, and we've seen some set photographs um, along with this post, which I got from JediNews.com. But it's one of those really cool, sometimes small little events like this can be very cool. They can be very, very cool. There was um, a a toy trading and sale event that was set up a few years ago now that happens every year, just in a shopping centre somewhere. And um, uh, I forgot what it's called. I'll have to to grab that link and and stick it in the link for you guys. But um, yeah, I think it's called, where is it? Yeah, I'll stick the link in it anyway. There was a, a, a small company that set up this annual event and they hold it in just in a shopping center, but it grew very steadily. It's not a huge thing, but it grew steadily and steadily over the years. And now they get sort of guest people turn up that were involved with the films and whatnot. And, um, you know, they do signings and stuff like that. And so as well as the whole, you know, toy collectible and trade and picking up rare, rare Star Wars stuff. You know, it's actually turned into a cool little event. So I really love stuff like that. So if the fans can get behind this, then it could be very cool. So they've set up an email address for it. So if you're interested and want to get involved, I assume if you want to help out in some way or or put your or lend your support, there's no website or anything at the moment, but you can email the group, which is projectpembrokedoc at gmail.com. And I'll stick a link to that in the show notes. Go and check that out. But yeah, we could see another cool little star wars event with a with some really great history uh, coming to the uk penultimate bit of news some more bad batch stuff this is not a review or anything like that but we do have this cool little um article from inverse.com and it goes into the reasons why the empire stopped using clones and transferred over to a conscripted army that we see in the original trilogy onwards and uh, the article goes on to say that, um, well, the, the 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 opening bit of the article says the galaxy's greatest evil had to start somewhere. In the Bad Batch, we're witnessing the Empire's infancy and with it some less than glamorous growing pains, which refers to the whole clones being phased out, conscripted army coming in. So they're basically saying that there's some early plans in place that we're getting our eyes on, which we don't really see in the film. So at this point, Tarkin, who's not yet Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, we see, I think it's in episode two, I believe, one or two, that he goes to Kamino and basically tells the um, the, uh, the Kiminoans that having to maintain a clone army is just not viable. And when they say, when Tarkin says it's not viable, I think what he's saying is it's not financially viable that's what i think he was alluding to and obviously the um the kimonoans they weren't happy with that at all and then we see another little nugget in the next episode where they're like you know hmm, we need to do something about this because if we lose this contract (laughs) with the empire then you know that's us done sort of thing anyway they go on to say that uh they got a, a fan theory which originally started on reddit and that theory is that uh, one of the reasons why the Empire turned to a conscripted army 
was another factor to do with to do with finance and money and that is um and it sounds very uh, sounds very real world and quite boring but essentially it's to do with employment throughout the galaxy so um they go on to say that if you ask any politician they'll tell you that the key to a healthy economy is a robust employment rate so providing stable jobs perhaps within an army task to oversee the entire galaxy would be one way to send employment soaring so in episode three the uh one of the elite squad troopers, we don't know his name other than ES01, basically says there's a little scene where he's saying to his teammates um, why he prefers the Empire to the Republic. And he's uh, he goes on to say that with the Empire, I get paid, I get fed, and I have a roof over my head. That's more than the Republic ever did for me. So it's kind of saying that, you know, uh, pre-Empire... You know, you found work where you could find work, as simple as that. Wherever you join, if you join the Empire as a soldier, as a stormtrooper, then, you know, you have to give stuff up. So the article goes on to say that when you join the Empire, you do have to give up your name and history and the rest of your personality to a degree. But all your basic needs are there. So the steady work uh, also provides uh, opportunities to improve your circumstances. So, um yeah, they're going to say that, you know, it's not a perfect analogy for for that stuff. But, it, you know, you have to consider why thousands of young American adults join the military, many of them going on to attend college and land higher paying jobs, etc. And then uh, ES01. Um, so despite, you know, giving this a bit of a positive spin. Um, you know, it, it does ultimately lead to his downfall, as they go on to say. So he refuses to kill the civilians when they're on the mission. Uh, when they're after Saw Gerrera. But then Crosshair, he's like, you know, we're going to do this. He kills him and then orders the others to kill him. So so that's a really interesting thing. It's one of those things where you don't really consider that stuff because although Star Wars can be a bit mired in politics at times, uh, you never really consider. I think the when you do consider and you, tr- and you start to apply sort of real-world scenarios and values on these things, it can be quite interesting. But um, I remember when Kevin Smith, I think it was on one of his podcasts or in an interview or, or something, he, he had a really huge thing inside of his brain where he basically said, look, uh, whether you agree with the Empire or the, the, the rebellion in A New Hope, you have to consider that when, when they blew up the Death Star, there was millions of lives upon the Death Star that were lost. Um, and I think Kevin Smith tries to um, apply this real world theory to it, where it says like, you know, a lot of these people, you know, they weren't involved in, uh, in spearheading some huge evil plan like the emperor was. They were just there to earn some money. They, you know, they were there to earn a, as a job, you know, not all of them were like every single nut and bolt that we're screwing into the Death Star is another notch to destroying <laughs> the rebellion and take and taking over the galaxy. They were just there to sort of earn a living. So it's kind of interesting that stuff. I do like it, and I might pick up this these subjects and this theory with Mark a little bit more in the future. But it's definitely an interesting little um, little tidbit around why and another reason why. They phased out the clones and went with a conscripted army. So we'll see if this pans out anymore throughout the rest of the Bad Batch stuff, if we see anything else. I'm sure we will around this whole transition uh, 
as, as the article says, the Empire's in its infancy at this bit. So we'll see. But it's kind of cool. And lastly, last bit of news. Then this is very cool. It's way, way overdue. I'm talking a long time overdue, but it's very cool. So Dave Filoni. We all know Dave. Top guy. Top guy. He's been promoted to executive creative director at Lucasfilm. Round of applause for Dave. Uh, so this is amazing. So he now shares that title with two other people. So Doug Chang and John Knoll. Two very, very cool people. If you've watched any of the behind the scenes making of stuff across any of the Star Wars films or The Mandalorian, that kind of thing, you will know those two names. So Doug Chang, he's a concept artist. He just knows Star Wars inside out. And some of his work pretty much has informed the look and feel for a lot of Star Wars stuff that we see on screen. And John Knoll, he's a really cool technical guy. Um, a little bit of trivia, John Knoll was one of the early people that created Photoshop back in the day. Uh, but he's like a really cool technical, you know, loved the visual effects side of things. Really, really cool. So it's great that Dave Filoni is joining those two. And what a team. That just sounds like such a cool team. In my opinion, it's way, way overdue. I think Dave Filoni should have been put in place before the the sequel trilogy was made, in my opinion, based on his work throughout the Clone Wars and some other stuff. But he's there nonetheless. It's all good. So a little bit of blurb that has been released from Lucasfilm. They say that Dave Filoni realised a lifelong dream back in 2005 when he was selected by George Lucas to help build Lucasfilm's animation studio from the ground up and create the company's first series, The Clone Wars. Over a span of seven seasons and more than 100 episodes, The Clone Wars pushed the boundaries of television animation, receiving acclaim not only for its technical achievements, but its complex and compelling storylines. The series won four Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Special Class, animated program two years in a row and introduced countless fan favourite characters to the Star Wars saga. They then go on and say, um, you know, they follow up with the other Emmy Awards and, and all that stuff. And then they finish with, Filoni is executive producer, episodic director and writer on the Emmy Award winning series The Mandalorian and is currently in production on the new series The Book of Boba Fett. He is also the creator and executive producer of the new animated series, Star Wars, The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, we don't know too much how this is going to affect what he's up to in the near future. We're not sure because he's uh, sounds like he's tied up with, um, with the Boba Fett series at the minute. However, this is just brilliant news. I think uh, Mark and I are huge, huge fans of of Dave Filoni as as a person he just seems like a really cool guy but also just his influence on what's happened in Star Wars in the last couple of years so it's a long time coming it's very very cool so there we go Dave Filoni makes his way up the ladder <laughs> to uh, executive creative director which is really cool so well done well done Dave I know you listen dude so well done and I think we're going to wrap there let's conclude it we've done all the news let's shut it down for 107 Thank you for coming back and listening to another week here at Spark of Rebellion. If you're a long-time listener and you're a regular listener, th thank you for coming back. It's great to have you here as always. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome aboard the Falcon. It's great to have you here too. 
next week Mark should be back and we will smash into some Bad Batch talk we will run through episodes 2 to 5 I think by them and we'll give you a good old rundown of what we think of those storylines and what's been happening over there on that show it's been good to get some of this news out of the way um, because there's a couple of things that Mark and I would just be laughing ridiculously about so things like the Millie Bobby Brown thing and some of the stuff around Brie Larson and whatnot uh, and the theme tune to Star Wars Droids is always a funny uh, always a funny one um, uh, to get into but some great news uh, which is Dave Filoni being um, promoted uh, to executive creative, creative director that's amazing that's very very cool so uh, yeah it's been good to, to let you guys know about that stuff before we close out please remember to follow or subscribe to the podcast on whatever whatever app you listen to your podcast on listen to us for free every week uh, we'd love to have you as a follower so you don't miss a show when it lands every single Saturday Saturday morning here in the UK uh, we're on the socials too Instagram, Twitter and Facebook just do a search for Spark of Rebellion we post little bits around Star Wars each week in between shows so come and get involved over there uh, there are also links on our website which is sparkofrebellion.com and you can also listen to all of our shows for free over there it's a very cool page that's generated by our podcasting host Captivate.fm if you want to start your own podcast or you want to move your podcast over to a very very cool host then go and check it out Captivate.fm we've got a seven day trial so come and come and jump on that if you like the show and you want to support us uh, then you can do that over on Patreon so patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion come and jump on from a dollar onwards upwards and get to yourself some SOR swag and do some other bits over there some other uh, things that you can get into so if you like the show we'd love to have you as a Patreon and our current Patreons thank you so much for your continued support we love you guys thank you so much for that until next week for episode 108 my name's Gary and may the force be with you always Thank mm-hmm. you.